0: On the sixth day of infant Christmas, an infant gave to me A rebirthed episode from 2015 called Disciples After Dark Ooh.
1: And we thank thee humbly for thy abundance of blessings to us. You
0: know it's my privilege to welcome our worldwide audience of teachers, administrators, support staff, missionaries, priesthood leaders, spouses, and special guests. What do you want to be? Being a teacher is challenging. One challenge I've noticed in some teachers is the tendency we feel
2: that we're not good enough, talented enough. Or powerful enough
1: to do what we've been asked to do. I pray that you'll pray that I can say what I want to say tonight without being uh, too emotional. Help your students be not afraid. Only believe in marriage and family in these last days. Lucifer will make that harder and harder to do. Not all gospel questions have answers yet, but they will, and they'll come. In the meantime, I have a question. What conceivable historical or doctrinal or procedural issue that may arise among any group could ever overshadow or negate one's consuming spiritual conviction regarding the Father's merciful plan of salvation, His only begotten Son's birth, mission, atonement, and resurrection, the reality of the first vision, the restoration of the priesthood, the receipt of divine revelation both personally and institutionally, the soul-shaping spirit and moving power of the Book of Mormon, the awe and majesty of the temple endowment, one's own personal experience with true miracles, and on and on and on. It is a mystery to me, talk about a question, it is a mystery to me how those majestic eternal first level truths so central to the grandeur of the whole gospel message can be set aside or completely dismissed by some in favor of obsessing over second or third or fourth level pieces of that whole. If you want to make Heavenly Father laugh, tell him. Tell him.
0: <laughs> this is Infants on
2: Thrones. The philosophies of men mingled with humans. We are the core.
0: Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Osland, and on February 6th, 2015, Elder President apostle disciple man, Jeffrey R. Holland, spoke to a group of CES instructors around the world. They called it an evening with the general authority. And man, were those people in that tabernacle stoked. I listened to it twice. I chewed it up. I swallowed it. Digestion set in. And well, here's our version of how that whole evening with the general authority went down. So sit back, relax, And prepare to feel the Spirit as Infants on Thrones humbly presents Disciples After Dark. Good evening, brothers and sisters. I'm addressing you right now because I'm pretty much in charge of all of you here. And I'm totally tickled to tell you that this meeting tonight is global. Because man, we are just a super big, incredibly important group of church educational people that has grown like super crazy and is very sincere and important and big with presidents and teachers and administrators and their spouses and all the other big and important people who make such a big and important impact on the whole global world. We're pretty awesome, right? Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm talking to you. It's my esteemed privilege to acknowledge the biggest and most important presence of one of the most big and important men I've ever had the esteemed privilege of ever acknowledging. Hey there, elder, president, apostle, disciple man, and personal witness of an even bigger, more important guy, I acknowledge you. We will now sing the hymn, More, 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 give me and I want it right now. After which, we will have an opening prayer. After which, Elder Good Guy will introduce our esteemed biggest, more important disciple guest, and then we will hear another touching musical number. More self-righteousness give More More passive-aggressive recognition recognition of my superior moral outlook outlook on life. More sand to bury my head in. More plastic plastic friendliness to mask mask the stench of my contempt for others. More money for spending. More apps and gadgets for my smartphone. smartphone to get through another sun
3: thank thee for everything and I mean everything I hope that covers it but just in case we're especially thankful to be blessed to be honored to be in the amazing esteemed presence of elder president disciple man who is just so big and important seriously I'm so excited about this I can hardly stand it My friends are going to be so jealous when I tell them that I got to shake his hand. Please bless us that we'll get to shake his hand. And by all means, keep hastening this big and important global work that we are so humbly engaged in. Tirelessly, with dedication, I don't even know how we do it sometimes.
2: everyone. It's super great to be here and to help us all maintain this reverent atmosphere. Reverence just seriously kicks ass. Am I right? So does diligence. Man, diligence is just the bomb. And you know what else kicks ass? You guys do. All you guys. Every single one of you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And your spouses too.
3: <laughs>
2: but let's get real for a minute here, all right? Because one thing I see in a lot of you guys is a serious lack of confidence. And that just bums everyone out. Some of you think that you're not good enough or smart enough or the duck on it, your students don't like you. But chin up. As church educational instructors, what you do kicks serious ass no one gives those snotty nosed brat kids as much hope for the future that maybe they might actually turn out okay than you do so chin up all right because look at the book of mormon remember that time when moroni was all hey god you made the brother of jared mighty in writing but you made it hard for us to write and the people well they might make fun of us for that remember when moroni said that And that was awesome. But see, he totally had moments of self-doubt too, so you guys totally shouldn't. Because you're the most big and important people in these snotty-nosed brat kids' lives. You guys seriously kick ass. But this next guy I'm introducing right now, well, he kicks even more serious ass. I think we all know that, right? It's Elder President Disciple Man. So let's give it up for him. He seriously rocks. But first, let's sing again because, you know, we need to set the stage for what a totally big and important guy this next guy is. Okay?
0: Praise to the man who's so big and important We can only to be as big and important as him. He did no wrong, cause he was big and important. Big and important is what we all should be. Let's praise the man, and let's hear worship better than bad. Cause this guy was so real Sure, people killed him once Because they were stupid Since they killed him once They sure can't kill him again
2: My emotions have been seriously stirred by the amazing, big, and important hymns we have heard. They're two of my favorite hymns, and definitely two of yours. You should all pat yourselves on the back for that, because I'm usually pretty much beyond feeling. So I pray that you'll pray that I can say what I need to say tonight, without being too emotional. You know, I know you guys look at me and at my calling and that I'm totally a hero to you. But you guys are my heroes. Because, man, I'm just so impressed by every single one of us here. We truly are God's most chosen people. Trust me on that. That is exactly what God thinks. Promise. Because look, guys, there's not a more important work going on in this world right now than what you are all tirelessly doing to teach our children the righteous ways of God. So-called scientists in their glass houses trying foolishly to cure disease, policemen and firemen and mailmen and other so-called social servants who work to protect us from crime, fire, and junk mail. So-called philanthropists working tirelessly to provide food and clothing and basic necessities to impoverished children everywhere in the world. None of them hold a candle to what you guys do, teaching from the manuals we give you to teach from, indoctrinating our kids against the evils of the world. World leaders and even people in different religions They tell me that they see your tireless efforts and they're just as impressed with you as I am, but I digress. I just can't get enough of how awesome we all are, even your spouses, because they're sort of involved in all of this too. But today I want to talk about fear, because I heard that a lot of you guys are afraid of stuff, but let me reassure you, you do not have to be afraid. Because God leads us and has promised us that we will not fail. Other groups of people, they've apostatized, but we never will. We are the dispensation of the fullness of time, so don't be afraid, just believe, okay? Be not afraid, only believe with uncompromised confidence in God and yourselves. Be bold. Look fear in the face and emphatically say, Fear, I furrow my brow and shake my jowls in your general direction. There is nothing you should fear. Nothing. So I'm going to tell you for a few minutes to forcibly arm yourselves with an uncompromised confidence in God, to demand that you summon full confidence in yourselves and build full confidence in your students, by teaching with conviction and optimism that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most certain, the most secure, the most reliable, and the most rewarding truth on earth and in heaven, in time and in eternity. I ask you to teach that nothing, not anything, not anyone, not any influence, will keep this church from fulfilling its mission and realizing its destiny set from before the foundation of the world. Ours is that fail-safe, inexorable, indestructible dispensation of the fullness of the gospel. Our youth have no need to be afraid or tentative about themselves or about their future. What they do need is to believe and to rise up to make the most of the remarkable day in which we live. What a secure thought that is. What a day in which to live. What a day to cut through fear or faint-heartedness! Now, before I can be accused of delivering a consistent internally logical message, let's turn to all of the things that you really should actually be afraid of, because let's face it. Without you guys, without us, the world would fall apart. Governments, economies, industries, and institutions will crumble. Societies and cultures will become a quagmire of chaos and insecurity. Nevertheless, through it all, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that bears that gospel to the world will stand triumphant. It's already been written in the victory books, but that does not get you off the hook, because if you fail, the world fails with you. Kids these days, man, what is up with them? They don't want to get married, they don't want to accept responsibility, and the ones that do want to get married, are the homos, well, what's up with that? We have our work cut out for us to preserve the traditional institution of marriage before it crumbles like a malting dodo bird losing all its feathers. And what's up with the so-called moral compass of the youth today? Why aren't they standing on a more firm foundation? We've been singing about it since they were little. Sure, people have questions about the gospel. We recently hit a whole buttload of essays on the church website to show people how to sweep these questions under the rug of ignorance with the broom of faith. But look, I have a question for people who just won't stop nitpicking at these so-called questions that, come on, just believe... Because what conceivable, historical, or doctrinal procedural issue that may arise among any group could ever overshadow or negate one's consuming spiritual conviction regarding the Father's merciful plan of salvation, His only begotten Son's birth, the mission and atonement and resurrection. What conceivable thing could possibly overshadow the reality of the first vision, the restoration of the priesthood, the receipt of the divine revelation, both personally and institutionally. What conceivable issue or question could overshadow or negate the soul-shaping spirit and moving power of the Book of Mormon, the awe and majesty of the temple endowment, one's own personal experience with true miracles, and on and on and on. Talk about a question. And there's only one answer to that, people. Only the most least talented, only the most least articulate, the most least intelligent thinkers, the most least likely to take a stand against abuse against the church, and the most least courageous people will thrive perpetuating questions such as these when, look, we've already given you the answer, just believe because no historical issue could ever overshadow or negate my acceptance of the prophet Joseph Smith, not even the fact of his marriage to a nearly 15-year-old girl that we talked about in one of those essays on our website, not even the fact that it was more than just a spiritual marriage, but it was also a physical marriage, which means that they had sex. Because it doesn't matter to my big and important testimony, one jot nor tittle, Where, historically, the prophet put his penis? Because if the prophet put his penis in a nearly 15-year-old vagina, or anywhere else for that matter, then that nearly 15-year-old vagina is exactly where the Lord wanted that prophet's penis to be put. Because men are that they might have joy, and women are that men might have even more joy. And the more women, the better. So look, guys, just remember how big and important you all are. And nothing can change that. And remember that God thinks so too. Trust me, he just does. And he just wants you to believe. And remember that there's nothing to be afraid of except for the things that we do have to be afraid of, but just believe. Because seriously, we've already come this far and committed so much to being right that, well, let's just be right and important and big. Am I right? Amen already. Now sing the closing song.
0: Israel's Zion's army, all of us against the world. We're the right ones, they're the wrong ones. Strike them all down, yeah, let's strike first. Hope of Israel, rise in might. Cutting open their stock flesh with truth and right. Sound the war cry, don't strike last. Let's
1: go out and kick their ass. This is Gabriel in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm a royal dickhead. I wasn't born and raised a dickhead, but I've been adopted into the dickhead tribe with the same power and efficacy as if I had been born into it. You can comment on this episode on the website Infants on Thrones. Com. And if you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes like I didn't. Because I'm not only a dickhead, I'm also a freeloader. Anyone for the closing prayer? Thank you for
3: listening to on front.
2: and thanks for the heads up jay